Welcome to the Living Jewishly Podcast. I'm Dr. Elliot Malamud. And I'm Rabbi Yossi Saperman. We talk about Judaism, and we talk about living, and we talk about everything in between. Judaism is not nearly as boring as I thought it was now that I talk to Elliot regularly. We're not selling you on Judaism. We're not selling you on living. We're just trying to get you inside of our brains, the way we think about stuff. By getting you into our Jewish brain, you'll argue a lot, you'll disagree, you'll love, you'll eat, you'll have a really good time, you'll learn a lot of things, and you know what? You might actually find that all those 3,000 years have been worth it. Hey, welcome to the third episode of Living Jewishly Conversations. Just a reminder, uh, the last couple of times we were talking about ourselves um, and self-care, And then we also spoke about community and making a positive impact on our community. And today we're going to talk about the third circle of belonging, which is our world. We're going to talk about what do we care about in this world and how can we actually show that we care about uh, the things in this world. And just to, you know, it's hard to really grasp, like, why should I care about someone who's like a doctor in Brazil or a rice farmer in Thailand? But I think a concept that I learned, at least in Judaism growing up, is this idea that we're all sort of responsible for each other. And the way I sort of take that is that my freedom is wrapped up in your freedom. My good life is wrapped up in you having a good life. And I think that's a really special concept and a selfless concept to be thinking about during a time of reflection of this year. And so what do you think, Bella, of this concept, this idea that we're sort of responsible for each other in this world? Well, we were talking about community earlier. And, you know, I think obviously the world is one big community. And so we are all connected. Yeah, I think it's definitely interesting to think about how people who we're not interacting with every day, you know, we live very different lifestyles from them, and how they live and how our choices affect them. Mm-hmm. So. What do you think about that concept that we are sort of responsible for each other, that our freedoms are wrapped up in one another's? Is this something it, you relate to? I think it's true because the, maybe you're not being affected directly by something bad that's going on in the world right now, but the ideas behind that something bad could affect you. For example, if someone gets bullied at school because, I know, they're like their shoes are kind of old and you're like, oh, I have new shoes. Like I'm wearing new clothes. I'm not, I'm not going to get bullied, but your situation might change. And it's really like the ideas are what matters, not the specifics of, oh, this person is bullied right now. So I shouldn't care, but still the idea of bullying Mm -hmm. someone could affect you and affect everyone. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it's sort of a mentality thing. It's a concept Mm -hmm. of if we have a, if we're building a world where everyone has this idea, you know, I'm responsible for a stranger. I'm responsible for someone else, uh, not just for myself and the people who I know. I think that it's a really good way of of approaching the way we interact with our world. And I think that we need to do a little bit of grounding in terms of understanding how my my, something that I do at home, maybe fairly often, could impact someone halfway across the world. So we're going to play a little game to think about chain reactions. So we're just going to think of an example. Let's say I say buying new Nike shoes, and then we need to think larger and larger scale. Who are the when I buy Nike shoes? Who does that impact? And so let's actually just try it with this example. My example: a few years ago, I bought Nike shoes. 
Who do you think that that might what might that impact, Bella? Well, that would impact you know the workers who are making it. I'm not sure about the specifics of Nike, but you know how well they treat their workers, what conditions they're living in. It you know goes along the chain. It affects the people who are selling it to you, the manufacturers. So yeah, it has a, a large reaction that you don't yeah. exactly think about. All the time. Yeah. And is think, Nike local? Sorry to interrupt you, Shahar. Is it is Nike local or where's Nike? It's I think it's an it's an American owned company, but it's the factories are not not in the not in the what's called the global west. They're not like in North America. But I mean it's a lot easier, just like Bella said, to think about like, okay, so I'm buying this from this person. So this person's gonna have more money. The cashier, the person that owns the store you're buying from. But you have to think about also the manufacturer and how that's gonna affect and what kind of moral things in the world the company does that you're supporting. Just like Bella said about Nike's workers, the reason why they don't well, Nike doesn't manufacture, and I'm saying Nike just as an example, it's not just them, obviously, but um, they don't manufacture their things here in Canada or in America. It's because they can get away with paying the workers less and putting them in worse conditions in other countries. Maybe, Shahar, do you want to think of another example or maybe just do one more? Buying paper plates, you know? Interesting. Buying paper plates. <laughs> um, what does that impact, Bella? Well... So paper plates, I don't know really the specifics of paper plates industry, but I think that also would affect the environment. You know, they're paper taking wood from trees. And so going down the supply chain like we did with the Nikes, um, it affects the workers who are selling them to you. It affects the people who are distributing these paper products, the factory workers, and it affects the environment in which the paper is being processed and the wood is being taken from. And again, I don't know the specifics of what part of the world or you know, et cetera, but I, it, I can definitely assume that it has a negative impact on the environment. Yeah, so we're talking about how our, how our actions impact the greater world, but I also think it's valuable to think about how do our positive, impact, positive actions also impact the greater world. It's not just about negative decisions or problematic things that we do. It's also the ways that we interact with the world positively. Um, but I think that before we can can really delve deep into that, we need to first understand a little bit more about what we actually care about in the world. And so the, for the people joining at home, what are the things that speak to you? What are things that you're like, oh yeah, I have an opinion on this. Oh yeah, this is something that I personally relate to. And think about it for a second. But I think for us here, I think let's, let's talk a little bit about it. What, what are a couple things in the world that you, or let's start with one thing in the world that you feel like you care about, you relate to it, and maybe share a little bit about why. Something in the world that I am passionate about and care about would be, I'd say we already sort of went over this, but the environment. You know, that's, it's a difficult topic because there are so many things that we may not even be aware of that have impacts, whether, you know, positive or negative. Like we were talking about with the um, paper plates, you know, buying products that we might not know where exactly where they come from. But there are also the positive impacts, like, I don't know, donating to environmental organizations or planting a tree, or even something like taking a walk in nature. You're, you may not be like explicitly making nature a better place, but I feel like interacting with it and being there is sort of creates a strong connection. Nice. How about for you, Shakhar? What is something that you care about? Maybe tell us a little bit about why. I think a very important thing for me is 
um, fighting racism. And I think that a lot of that comes from my background in Israel of learning about things like, you know, like the Holocaust and just seeing in, the, in my immediate surrounding and people in the countries around me, seeing really anti-Semitism, but also seeing racism that comes from even like the people, like the Jewish people that I was friends with. There was a lot of Islamophobia, things I was exposed to. And that was really, that was really a thing that I, I feel very passionate about because Again, I feel that we as Jewish people, we've seen basically the worst possible scenario of what racism can turn into. Mm -hmm. And it's very important to know that even those horrible big things started as small acts and to kind of fight racism in any way and shape anywhere in the world. That's interesting. And I'm wondering, the things that you shared that you care about, when you think back to this concept of we have a responsibility for each other, even if we don't know you or each other specifically, what, do you think that those, those concepts are related to each other? Or is that concept something that you relate to the thing that you're passionate about, like racism or the environment that you were talking about? Everybody has an impact on everything, right? And so I think we can encourage the people who we are close to in the communities that we are a part of to do their part and take action on the things that you are passionate about, maybe more so than they are. Yeah, and, and I guess for me, where that question came from is I think if we have this mentality that we're responsible for each other, it gives us the opportunity to show empathy and step into others' shoes who are struggling with things that we don't necessarily understand or relate to, and to sort of validate that and be like, I see that this is something you struggle with. It's something that I care that I hope that you're able to navigate. And so that's where I feel the concept really relates to the, to the issues that I care about in the world. But I also want to talk a little bit about the fact that we're young people and that we're youth. I really have the belief that young people have more power to shape the world in the ways that we want to than I think a lot of people might think. But I'm wondering, what does it feel like for you to be a young person, to be in your youth and say, I care about this thing? Is it, do you connect it to your youth at all? I think being a young person, you know, is definitely you have a different sense of these issues. You know, a lot of people who can make actual change, well, I'm not saying that the youth can't make actual change, but the people who are, you know, the heads of big corporations or, you know, have a lot of power, politicians, yes, thank you. You know, they're not necessarily the youth. And so we have a responsibility, I feel, to sort of go against that and maybe the negative things that the people who are in power are doing right now. And, you know, we've shown in the, you know, very recently the things that we can do with, you know, protests and the whole Black Lives Matter movement where we are marching out into the streets, um, you know, not only the youth, but generally youth-led and really making ourselves heard. I think it's really, it's a lot easier for the youth to really question the status quo mm -hmm. and kind of things that, think that the way things are now is not the way they have to be. The longer you're kind of into the world, it's also for old people like studies show, it's harder to like change your beliefs and learn new informa information the older you get. So it's kind of our responsibility to educate ourselves and others about the world and really like, you know, have the, have the right mindset about it all. So what I'm hearing you touch on a little bit is that something about our youth gives us the, the perspective or open mind to be hearing different narratives and sorting, sort of like 
seeing how we fit in and sort of maybe having the space to make our voices heard in ways that feel empowering. Um, and I think that for people watching at home, like thinking to yourself, like, what is something that I care about and what, and what do I want to say about it? What do I want to do about it? Is there something I want to do about it? It's, the, it's that process of asking yourself um, that will lead to sort of showing or understanding what, what truly, what is the things that I truly care about? And I think that we should talk a little bit about that. I hear, I see it all around me and all of my friends and my families. We, we say a lot of times, hey, I care about this, I care about that. But what does it mean to actually show that you care about something? Is it going around and saying, hey, Bella, I care about this thing. Cool. Is it about uh, calling John Tory and saying, hey, can you do something about this? Or is it, what, what actually does it mean to you, Bella, to, to show that you care about something? I think caring about something can come out in many different ways. It can be educating the people around you. It can be educating yourself and doing your best to sort of make a difference in the issues that matter to you. Yeah. How about yeah. for you, Shahar? I think I, I really agree with Belle that it's different ways, both small and big. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can go to protests and you can go call politicians, but also it's small stuff like for example, um, in trying to fight sexism, like in school, I hear a lot of time people are like, hi, you run like a girl and things like that. And you can say like, hey, don't say that. That's not okay. That's not, it's not a thing that you should say. And it makes kind of, it's very, you know, it's sexist and it creates like a bad environment. So things like that, which actually could be a, a bit harder even, I find for myself, I find it easy to do like the big things, like going to protest, by kind of like calling my friends out or the smaller things. I find that that might be even more difficult, but it's equally important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm hearing a little bit about, it's about figuring out like what you care about and then learning how to, to live your life in a way that, that shows that you care about it and, and maybe going through some uncomfortable experiences to feel confident in, the se in a sense of, you know, sort of trying to hold your friends to, to a standard of, of you know, treating everyone equally, for example. I think that is a good example that you gave. But I think as we sort of move towards like wrapping up, I wanna like think back to what we've been doing in these last few sessions. At the first one, we talked about the self and self-care. Then we talked about community and thinking about how we wanna impact our communities in positive ways to make them safer spaces. And now we're talking about the world. It's, it's a vast world and thinking about what do I care about in the world and how can I actually show that in a way that feels true to the values that I hold for myself? You know, I'm wondering, do you have any thoughts about how all of those things are connected with each other? It's all connected in the way that it starts from the bottom. It starts, you can't make like a huge change without first changing your life and the people close to you. And also like changing the people close to you and helping them, then they will be in a better position to help other people. And it's really like both on the small scale and the big scale are really equally important. And the same thing with like helping your community and helping to fix problems in your community is really the first step to fix the world. You know? mm. So it's starting local, starting really close to yourself. And that sort of, we were talking about chain reactions before, sort of sets a stage for broader change to be made in a way that you feel is in accordance to your values. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Um, just to sort of build on what Shekhar was saying is sometimes I'll feel pressured to do the big things and, you know, go to 
all these protests and call politicians and stuff like that. But sometimes I think that the small things can be even more important. You know, the chain reaction, when you start to build on things locally, it can have consequences that are positive without even really trying to do that. Yeah, just to sort of say, I think it's really important to do your best to focus locally first. Great. And so I'm thinking about uh, as we as we end, maybe let's take a minute and the people at home think to yourself, well, what was the issues that I actually, that I chose that I felt were close to me or that I felt were important to me? And think, what is something that I can do in a local way, in myself, in my communities to, to sort of, you know, make, bring awareness, for example, um, to my community? And then it's about setting the intention and then try and do that and see how it makes you feel. I know we've been talking about seeing how things make you feel, but I think it's really important to be in touch with how your actions make yourself feel because it, it really has an impact on your ability to sort of move forward in a way that is taking care of yourself, which we've been talking about. And so, yeah, I just want to say thanks everyone for joining us in this three-part series. I think we talked about a lot of really important things that are challenging and aren't things that we can just flip a switch and change in our lives, but it's about starting the, the new year, starting Rosh Hashanah and, and Yom Kippur with the intention of doing our best. And we have to forgive ourselves because we're not perfect. We, we all make mistakes. And yeah, so thank you for joining us. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Living Jewishly podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. It helps more people like you find our show so that we can continue to grow the Living Jewishly community together. You can find us at livingjewishly.org and on YouTube and Instagram. Living Jewishly is living well with everyone.